Hello to all you survivors out there in the wasteland. We're transmitting from our hermetically sealed bunker beneath the nation's capital, and thank you for joining us on whatever scavenged receiver you've got going today. I'm Brandon Crilly, Ottawa-based author of science fiction and fantasy. And I'm Evan May, author of The King in Darkness and Bonhomme Sadar. Our cozy little bunker is keeping us safe from the world outside, but we also have a lot of time on our hands, as an oppressive and unnatural mist has descended over the city filled, we're pretty sure, with untold horrors. Instead of a campfire, we have an oppressive and unnatural stillness, broken only by heavy footfalls. So, we'll be passing the time by talking about the stories we love from the world of science fiction, fantasy, and horror, as well as the tales that come from the creation of stories and the creation of art in general. Today, we've invited two of our fellow survivors to share their own ideas, experiences, and interests with us. Here's who will be joining us in the bunker today. Hi, my name is Elaine Chen. I'm the author of The Good Brother and Summerwood Winterwood, both YA fantasies. And although I write under the name E.L. Chen, I don't actually have a middle name. My name is Leah Bobbitt. I am the author of Young Adult Fantasies, An Inheritance of Ashes, which is an Aurora, Sunburst, and Copper Cylinder Award winner, and Above, which was a Norton nominee. And one thing about me most people don't know is that I have a terrible habit of picking up cooking magazines, getting drunk, and live-tweeting the recipes. We're both really looking forward to our conversation today and just as excited that we get to share it with you. Gather round, survivors, and welcome to Broadcasts from the Wasteland. Stealing this mug forever. Well, I, I the one yesterday we were recording with a couple people, and uh, I just walked out with the mug. I was like, oh, I'll return it at some point, and I don't know where it ended up. <laughs> you had no intention of returning it. You said you were stealing it as we were walking. Okay, I was only being half serious. This one I'm actually stealing. I just hope the, I hope the Sheraton doesn't listen to this. <laughs> it's like, oh, this guy's doing that podcast. Too. Like, as per your contract. As per yeah. <laughs> Someone has mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah, I heard reports of crime. That's fine. Don't, don't go to Marie. It's okay. Oh, that's, yeah. But I, I don't know what I did with it because it ended up... It, uh, I brought it to Derek's book lunch and then I brought it downstairs to the bar and then I lost track of it. I don't know what happened to it. It could be having adventures mm-hmm. at this very moment. It could be. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm sure someone in the bar just picked it up and like put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's fine. And yeah. it's, there's nothing special about it. Right? I, there's either there's that, or like you're going to get like a hostage photo with like, or just the handle <laughs> attached. <laughs> yeah. We have your mug. Send. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, maybe, maybe Evan's got it. Is that it? Oh, oh. Dude. I'll just be like, I'm sorry, which mug? <laughs> I have no new, idea what no idea what you're yeah, new, new phone, new, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we we have no questions really. We, like, we, we don't prep anything. We just sit and hang out. But I, I will say, I just saw your the new book, the one yes. that is it's, Summerwood it's, Winterwood. It's a flip book. Which it's I, I had to look and see what the hell that means. And that mm-hmm. it sounds so cool. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like, um, I was really thrilled about it, just because I feel like the two books, um, it's not necessarily that one is like a follow-up to the other, well, I guess one is a follow-up to the other, it but, but they're, they're kind of like mirror images of each other, almost, yeah. I would say. But the thing is, uh, one of the other reasons why they decided to put in the same book is that uh, the series, yeah. you know, as soon as someone sees, you know, one book, and then as soon as they learn it's a series, it's like, oh, I'll wait until the rest of the books yeah. are out, and then okay. buy it. So, you know, put it in one book, and hopefully more likely to pick it up, so. Well, I'm going to pick one up when, as soon as it comes out, which it is now. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's out now. Is it in it's the dealership? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, you folks continue. <laughs> Brandon is <laughs> You don't need me. Evan Esco at his own. I think that's how this is supposed to work. Too late. <laughs> he's literally going to buy the book right now. He's Fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, it's too late he's left. I, do you have anything Brandon should go and buy, Leah? Oh, um, I know there are copies of Uninheritance of Ashes, which is my latest novel in the dealer's room. I know Perfect Books has it. Okay. Um, Okay. But otherwise, I, I saw some things of other people's that Brandon should possibly also go Well, about. what else should Brandon buy while he's in the dealer's room? Um, what, what else are we excited about? I'm really excited about Alicia Elliott's essay collection, uh, A Mind Spread Out on the Ground. Okay. That is I, I'm something like number 7 million on the Toronto Public Library holds list for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long winter. So. It's always discouraging when you like click the hold and like yeah you're number six thousand two hundred twenty-two in line. It is, but it isn't because you're like you look at the other like five thousand nine hundred ninety-nine people and you're like oh good yeah yeah you yeah. too. Don't look at me. I'm not here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be off buying my book. That's what I will buy it. I can't actually. I'm not abandon you people. A ghost. Um, a ghost. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Um, so you two have known each other for like 18 years, is that what you were saying? Yeah. I would guess so, yeah. That's awesome. I think we both kind of started writing around the same time. I think okay. what the first thing, we had stories in the same issue of OnSpec. Yes. Very early on. Like, was this, you had one of the Shakespeare issue? Yeah, I think that, That's yes. what it was. It was my, mm-hmm. my first print publication. Um, this is like 2002, three. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that was like two X's ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I feel like I am. <laughs> kind of case my <laughs> But it was like, I was, I remember reading the rest of the contributor's copy because it was like I'd had a couple stories published, but this was the first print one. And saying, oh, hey, you're in Toronto too. And I have this vague memory and I don't know how we arranged this. If you had a piece in a visual art gallery show in Cabbage Town, Oh, yes. That yeah. we went to the opening for. Mm. Wow, that was like, oh, so many lifetimes ago. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't really exhibit art anymore, but that was, you know, I, I did go to art school. I have a BFA from uh, Queen's University. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. yeah. You're a fellow Queen's grad. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, so yeah, I think at one point, you know, I was still trying to, to paint in my spare time. And, cool. yeah, I think uh, me and uh, a couple other, like, uh, a couple other friends of mine who are also Queen's Arts grads. I can't even remember how we got into this show, but it was like a group art show. And, yeah. yeah. Cabbage Town. But uh, the other thing I was thinking of when I was thinking about how long we've known each other, um, we both won the Lydia Langstaff Memorial Award yeah. from On Spec. Because I won it one year and Leah won it the next year. Oh, cool. And the year before me was Holly Phillips. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what this award is. It was kind of an emerging author. It was like for a younger emerging author that they'd, I guess, first published mm-hmm. that year. Is that right? I think so, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Or... But it was pretty much, you know, an award that OnSpec would give to, yeah, to to a writer who had been published in their magazine who would, they felt was kind of like a, you know, an up-and-comer. That's cool. Yeah. And I always felt that, you know, sandwiched between Holly and Leah, I was like, oh, I'm in great company. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really interesting to look back and see, like, who, who else uh, has won. Yeah, and just, like, what people are doing now. Mm-hmm. Sort of like oh, that tinier yeah. version of what people do at the Campbell's. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, we, we got to look that up. Sure. I'm we'll looking at Evan. Get our research yeah. staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Producer Gary. Producer Gary. Yeah, yeah producer, producer Gary's on it. Yeah, Gary's. producer Gary. Yeah, it's producer Gary. Mm-hmm. So you uh, got to listen to the Jay and Maria. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he has the origin story for producer. Yeah. Gary. We. I'm not going to say that we made him up. <laughs> but Jay made him up. Well, yeah, because Jay made him up. But 
but he totally he totally exists and does work for us. And yes. So we'll look it up. Because this award isn't around anymore, I guess. Eh? I don't know. On spec is still publishing. Yeah. yeah. So. so I'm so surprised I haven't heard of it. It might just be very internal to the magazine, I guess. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think it's just it's a bit on the download. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but like a, they give you a certificate, and I, I don't yeah. know. I can't remember if it was like a little monetary award as well. It might have been fifty bucks. Wow, yeah. like that's yeah. yeah. publishing. That's not bad. But it, was, <laughs> it was a big deal. Like I was twenty years old. Oh my god! Right? I was twenty years old, and my first print publication is coming back and saying. By the way, we think you don't suck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, at the time, yeah. that, that no, was a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think, I, yeah, by that time, I'd published maybe, like, two or three stories uh, with on spec. So oh, it was cool. like, oh, wow, they, you know, they believe in me. Yeah. 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 And then the fact that Holly won the year, the year before, and, you know, she's such a great writer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm in company with Holly. That's yeah. amazing. I feel like that, that feeling never goes away of like, like no matter how far we get in the career, the minute somebody is like, like we get the sort of accolade, then somebody we're like, oh yay, they like me, they really like me. I'm not a hack. I don't know if we ever get rid of that. It's this. I've been reading a lot about neurology and psychology for a project, yeah. and it's just it's that mirroring concept. Mm. I think where like we all fundamentally we want to be seen. Not in a flattering light, but we want to be seen for the best of ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when someone just kind of gives you a feedback that is like, no, we see you and we think we like what we see. Yeah. Like that's that's very fulfilling. Yeah. 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 I can do that. Yeah, and it's nice to be validated by someone who is not your mom. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's not your friend. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know. like, like I don't need their validation. Yeah. No, like, but, but it's like validation from strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Yeah. No, no. I, I want my parents' adoration because they're going to listen to something. <laughs> no, but like validation from someone who doesn't really have any skin in the game. That's yes. Like, yeah. it, that's, that's like the sincerest compliment, and yeah. it's like it feels like you have across distance, sort of like found a way to make a connection. Yeah. And that, it, yeah, it's just a really good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that should never go away, that feeling. Yeah. No, the, yeah. the best compliment on my fiction I ever got was standing in a hallway in Montreal Worldcon in 2009 was Andrew Renwick. Oh. As, like, just delightedly describing this story that she loved, that yeah. she sure is our friend Hannah wrote it. And the more she's describing this story, the more I realize. Oh no! And I was like, "Oh, oh, that—that's mine." <laughs> <laughs> and she thought like a friend of ours had written it, and I was like, "Oh no!" Having someone like gush in the way you gush to other people about a story, yeah. and not realizing that is the most sincere compliment in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm still just like I think about that, and my scalp gets tingly. <laughs> So good. I said, do you remember like the first time anybody anybody random came up to you and was like, "Oh my god, I just read your book," or like I remember, or sorry, one that really stands out. I mean, that's just that's be the first. It's not someone who approached me in person, but this was, this was years ago. Again, you know, I, I published a few stories in on spec, and someone yeah. emailed me. I wish I could remember his name. But he emailed me saying that you know he loved my stories and that I was now his next favorite writer, next oh, to, like next wow. to Neil Gaiman. So yeah, that, that was nice. like really. Oh my god, that's so nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. but I haven't gotten gotten an email like that since. Oh, <laughs> like, we need to get somebody to say. <laughs> right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get the staff. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, make, Gary, a, we'll make a yeah. dummy account. <laughs> or yeah, our PR staff. Our PR staff. Yeah, I'm expecting a call from Gary. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Sorry. Make sure Gary. Knows yeah, Gary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put that in the in the day planner. Yeah. Well, the best one was probably there was a book blog review of above. Um, when it first came out, yeah. 
that was someone saying, well, this made me look at a lot of, you know, precarity and homelessness oh, wow. in a very different way, and it made me want to do something. Oh, that, that's awesome. Yeah. That was amazing. Because that's, that's what, so cool. It really engages a lot with um, sort of the history of mental health in Ontario mm-hmm. and just kind of the ways certain kinds of marginalization sort of tumble downhill through generations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the fact, it's, it's that activism moment mm. again it's that little spark yeah mm-hmm. it's like oh right this isn't just me burying my face this, this doesn't have to be an inward motion right you know this can actually affect things in the world it was like I discovered telekinesis oh, in this really beautiful way yeah. but that's the one that sticks with me yeah, I can imagine yeah do you like do you think we carry any like is there a special responsibility for authors that we need like like because we have that power to really shape people's minds and and what they're going to do like do you ever worry about that either I would say sometimes in the back of my head I think you know oh I should be more responsible and you know try to put in a good message and you know, make people <laughs> learn stuff and, and then you know at the end of the day it's like you just write the story that yeah. that you want to write because at, at the end of the day like I'm just writing for myself right yeah yeah mm. I've written stuff that hurt people. Like, it was... Well, okay, when I was working on Shadow Unit... Yeah. Um, which was sort of a cross between, like, The X-Files and Criminal Minds... Okay. TV series and prose. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it was like we had a writer's room. It was Elizabeth That's... Bear, Emma Bull, um, Amanda wow. Downham, Holly Black, um, me, C.L. Polk, um, and Will Shadowly did some. How do I not know about this? This was, like... It was a big deal about eight years ago. Wow. Okay, go on. It's like the, it is like the precursor to the cereal box stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but oh this was the experiment. That, that sounds so cool. And we it was basically crowdfunded piecemeal. Yeah. Like people would just leave donations and we'd had a split based on who had written the most material, would okay. get the percentages. Yeah. And it was it was a fun project and we learned a lot from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it also meant because it was that kind of collaborative collaborative thing, each season was actually planned and mapped out. Oh wow. And so from the beginning everybody knew how it ended. Okay. Um, and episodes were sort of assigned, you know, you'd pick up which one. Yeah. So I had the first one where a major character died. Oh wow. And we knew it's coming. Yeah. And we're sort of ramping it up a little bit. And then writing that payoff moment, mm-hmm. it, it was very, like, to the pain, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, to the pain, you know, humperdink. Yeah. And, and watching the fallout of that, actually, was kind of painful. Really? Yeah, because I knew it was coming. Um, I'd known for years. Yeah. But watching people grieve that character like a person oh my God. was a bit of a wake-up call for me. It was wow. like, okay, I can... Even if people are sort of consenting in the fandom heart may way to do this, right. that did not feel good. Interesting. And so it's, it, it, it comes down to less for me these days a question of responsibility. Because mm. I feel like we have these conversations about, okay, like what are the ethical, moral responsibilities of being writer of platform? Yeah. And they feel very abstract yeah. in a sense. It's very like morals codes for school teachers in the 1930s South yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I just I don't really want to hurt people. No, yeah, yeah, like it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't I, feel like any of us really want to. I mean, I don't want to hurt most people. Yeah, well, most people. Yeah. <laughs> but like I've I've now seen the shock on people's faces when they read that, yeah. and oh my god, you know, it, huh. you realize what's in your hands. So I think I am very, I am carefuler now. Yeah. 
because it was like, oh, I, I, do, I can't do that again. Wow. But it, it was a wake up. I've never thought about it that way before. Yeah. Now we need to think about everything I do to every character mm-hmm. and how people, not a, you know, I have a huge fan base or anything. But. Yeah, see, I, I don't think I would want to ever, like, devastate anyone. But um, when uh, Lee Tietzel, who, who edited Summerwood Winterwood, she left a comment, you know, she was, after she edited the manuscript, she left a comment in there. She was, she said, you know, she was quite distraught after something bad happened to a certain character. And I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the usual response. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, if you've created a character that people are upset about, if something bad happens to them, I mean, that means you created a good character and then yeah. someone that they connected mm-hmm. with. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there there is a good side to it. It is. I think it's just I knew I'd done it on purpose. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah that's okay. a little different. Yeah, but the, the investment was definitely there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. investment really means... It means something about craft. Right, yeah. I'm still angry at... Um, like Marie Bellado. For did you read Night, her uh, fairy tale series that came out that she self published? I haven't. Oh, yeah, no, I'm I still angry at her for what she did to her character to this day. <laughs> like, I, I, I bring it up every once in a while just to make sure she hasn't forgotten. I think she'll take nothing but joy in that. I'm aware. Yeah. I'm aware, but it makes me feel better to let her know that I'm, I'm destroyed. Okay. <laughs> so everyone's getting what they need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone, everyone is happy with this arrangement. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, how did you two meet? If you know each other, like, or so it was after on spec. Yeah, and then you just kind of connected. Yeah, and... I guess like every now and then, you know, at conventions or something, we'll we'll see each other. And yeah. uh, now that um, so I have a kid, so it's harder for oh, me okay. to, to get out. But but yeah, I think I make a conscious effort like every summer to yeah do this like meet up and have coffee yeah. and just yeah talk about Toronto and writing and nice. catch up a bit. That's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I, I find uh, I mean that's a huge part of being a writer is just having like those touch points and fellow writers and you can hang out and like you know commiserate and support each other like and I imagine the same for you too. it's something like it's definitely a special thing when it's the people like you've come up with that's yeah right. exactly like, mm-hmm. like, you were kind of in similar places yeah. at the beginning and you're kind of walking parallel roads yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in certain ways yeah because yeah. yeah. I've gone sort of the small press route so from you because right, yeah. you have been published by mainstream publishers so yeah. I, I feel like I get my industry <laughs> <laughs> My industry knowledge for you. Well, but we're just doing different stuff. Yeah, I mean, true. like, it's... Mm-hmm. You're, you're parenting right now, yeah. and there's mm-hmm. so much I want to know about that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> what everybody says. <laughs> Unless you want to. Unless you want to. Yeah, but, like, it's it's just that that notes comparing thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, how is things in your side of the world, you know, with mm-hmm. your particular branch of publishing? And, you know, it's like, okay, when we put... The puzzle pieces together. What does everything look like in the bigger yeah, picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I find it like everybody who, most people I know who have kids, that's what they say to me: "Don't have kids. Don't have, don't have kids." Somebody said that to me at work the other day. She's like, "I'm going to tell you something really, really important." And I, and, and like you, need, you need to listen. Yeah, I'm just walking to my classroom. Which is, you need just you need to really listen. I thought it was some serious about like teaching because we have parents who just leads them really close and goes, "Don't have kids," and she walks away, and I'm like. Okay. <laughs> That's I like, wasn't planning on it, but it's like some ancient mariner shit. <laughs> I know. Am I am I on the wrong path? Am I on the wrong path? Do I need like what's going on here? I know. It's, it's hilarious. Like I am a time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what am I supposed to do? Like, fairly clear, don't have kids. Well, I'm not kids. I mean, but why? Why am I receiving this message? I wasn't planning on having kids. What is in my future? <laughs> It could have been like Dr. Sam Beckett. I like the time travelers theory. I, really do. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that much complication in my life. I really don't. I don't think you can travel. The Brandon Curley will like uh, 
blow up the world or something. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Or, 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 or it's my, like, that's my child. My child has come back and be like, just, I want to stop. Just not into it. You made a mistake. No, I, I tell my child's list co-workers, it's like, if you like sleeping, shopping, and traveling, don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I like one of those things. I like sleeping so Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The beds are very soft in this hotel. Are they? And very large. Nice. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's All right, good. that's another yeah. point for the Sheraton. It, it was, you know, positives for yeah. Con Hotel. Perfect. Yeah. I love what they've done with the outside. Like, because like, you were here last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they've redone all the hallways and stuff, and it looks fabulous. Yeah. I think, but... It's got that, well, we've got, like, that super modern gray wall thing. Those? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, like, this super modern gray wall thing. Yeah, I know. Where it's like, look, it's it's black and white tones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody who's listening to this has any idea. What this no. is. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I didn't even notice. But maybe I don't know. Maybe my floor hasn't been renovated yet. Yeah. I did notice oh, that the, the the carpet pattern was very kind of overlook hotel yeah, with the hexagons or octagons. I mean, and not orange and brown, but you know. no. Yeah. Somebody said to me yesterday that it would be great, like if blood was spilled, you wouldn't notice. And I was like, that's a really good point. Was that also Marie? No, surprisingly, <laughs> it was it was a fellow teacher actually. We had, it was like, oh, yeah, this is great, and I'm like. Your children know, <laughs> but no. But in all seriousness, I, I have no respect for anybody who can like raise kids and have a creative career and like any do anything because I, I I don't think I have the energy for it. In all seriousness, like I would lose my mind. Yeah, I barely have the energy for it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, but I get by. What's that? I get by. Okay, I'm glad. No. Um, does being a parent how much of that does it even get like work into your writing? Like, do, do you, like. Mm. No, I, I would say so. At least okay. not in the moment. Or at least the, I guess the last two books I, I've had out, um, I had the ideas for them before I had my son. Oh, okay. If anything, the way he kind of leaks into my fiction is that um, he is mildly autistic. Oh, okay. And so I, I guess I have future, I have a couple of future novel ideas in my head where, where like, I he's actually in there as a character like in my head he's kind of like a minor character oh cool so I'm finding ways to kind of insert him into my fiction to have sort of yeah, you know, an autistic character in there yeah 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 and so may I ask how old is he uh, he's eight okay how did like because I see I'm a high school teacher so I see <laughs> like like the sports we have here in, in Ottawa I've found it taken leaps and bounds specifically for any student on the spectrum like is it how is it in Toronto is it into the support systems and um, if I may ask we, we yeah, don't have to talk about this I'm just curious uh, it's not bad um but then again, he's not, um, he's not, his symptoms are not very severe. Okay, yeah, like I was in the broad spectrum. So he's, um, you know, he's in a regular classroom. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, he's, he's getting along okay. Yeah, okay, good. Um, so, I mean, I would say so far, so far the support I've been receiving okay. has been pretty good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I was, I, I'm always curious what goes on other school boards, because I only have like, my <laughs> little zone here in Ottawa where things, some things are great, some things are awful. Yeah. Don't ever listen to, don't, I hope the school board isn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so no, I'm always fascinated by because like, mm-hmm. we're always trying to support more, right? But, yeah, but I feel like it really varies from school to school. I can like imagine, in, yeah. in Toronto, because you know I've been to sort of um, uh, parenting seminars, you know, held by uh, the Toronto District School Board, oh, cool. and you know there'll be some parents, you know, complaining about how their, you know, their particular school is not, you know, help not being very helpful at all. Oh, them, really? But, but you know, the school my son goes to has been they've okay. been very good. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. All right, I gotta get some more water, so talk much yourself. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for another beverage break. Came on broadcast for the waste. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> ah, let's 
see. What else can we talk about? Um, what are you guys working on right now? Right now, I am working on a novella, which okay. I got Canada Council funding for, which is probably some of why I landed on the grant panel <laughs> an hour ago, um, <laughs> which is very much... What it's trying to do is sort of flip that very Ray Bradbury, oh, look, you know, we are leaving our small towns and going to space mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of vibe, where it is about the small town that they have built the spaceport next to. Oh, cool. I'm cribbing my husband's hometown wholesale. Are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like every piece and component, you know, oh, turnkey stealing. That's and amazing. He said I can do this. Okay, good. <laughs> so, because otherwise that'd be very rude. <laughs> um, but he grew up on Manitoulin Island. Oh, cool. Okay. And 150 person tourist town 250 in the summer Um, and so I have imagined a Canadian forces base that was next to a town like that which is now being turned into the spaceport because they need the Great Lakes water cooling to run the spaceport and the protagonist is a late teens early 20s girl whose father has died recently and has her aunt and grandmother up you know kind of trying to move her and her mother on Um, or help them sort of get everything back together in the wake of that. But even if she kind of wants to stay exactly where she is, Mm -hmm. where she is is not going to stay for her. Oh, Um, interesting. You you don't make a change that big to a small town and get the same small town at the end of it. And so it's very much about... It's about the people who stay. It's about the people who find themselves living in a very classic science fictional future, but they are not the person that future was built for, mm. and they actually kind of liked things how they were. Wow. And how do you find a future when the future that's being barreled towards is not necessarily yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the project right now. That's cool. That's really it cool. is so... It's simultaneously... Like, I know I talk about this as this very intellectual, <laughs> you know, and these are the antecedents. It's also... I got gentrified out of two houses within three years, and oh, I have God. a lot of feelings about that. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was... There were a couple of years that were a bit brutal there in wow. terms of housing security, or not housing yeah, security. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I can't imagine. Yeah, there was a reason, like, my last major publication in terms of books was 2015. Mm. Um, you kind of have to have a stable home. You know, bit. a stable lease. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a little hierarchy, right? It's like yeah. if you don't have yeah. bottom, what is it covered? You yeah. If your housing is being precarious, it's yeah. very difficult to get any work done. Yeah. So um, it's partially this very tonal thing, and it's partially, you know, rural. I've been interested lately, like, Inheritance of Ashes is rural fantasy. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've been interested in the idea of rural science fiction. Mm. Like, you know, just hopping into other perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, I've just got a lot of feelings about gentrification and yeah. watching Toronto's in a bit of a place right now. Yeah, that's what I keep mm-hmm. hearing. Yeah. Like... And we went to Dublin for Worldcon, mm-hmm. came back two weeks later, and there were actually like different cranes outside our window. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, it's like that. Um, so watching your landscape just deconstruct and reconstruct around you yeah. has been a real thing yeah. in downtown for the past probably 10 years yeah. at least oh, more than that, more than that yeah. yeah it's always changing wow yeah so, so I, i'm a bit in my feelings <laughs> well, that's right. yeah, it's, I imagine it's like all the way downtown changes but mm-hmm. like it, it, i find it's a lot slower and, and there's not as much change i think as, as toronto probably sees but yeah. well they're they're wholesale tearing down most park um yeah. low-income neighborhood kind of east jarvis queen sherburn yeah. there's there's a downtown east end neighborhood that yeah. has historically been and like there's the armory there and whatever yeah. and they're wholesale tearing this neighborhood down for condos really? yeah Jesus so 
I can remember when I, I was visiting a friend of mine who was at the University of Toronto, so this has to be, Jesus, it might be 10 years ago now. <laughs> but I remember we were walking around and he was pointing out like, okay, you know, there's the condos going in there, condos going there, and they're also tightly packed. And he was talking, saying like, you know, they have all these condos coming in and the end the city is just realizing there's not enough grocery stores. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how do you, how does that happen? Yeah. Like, how do you just build a house and you don't have enough basic, like, services for people? Like, what the hell is going on? They had to, um, so many went in that the last two years, both summers, they dug up and replaced 100-year-old water mains because they realized the capacity was not there. Oh, my God. But, you know, after. I mean, I'm not a city infrastructure specialist, but to me, like... Surprise! Go figure. Yeah, no, it's... Wow. It's a real mood right now, sort of. Sounds like. Because, like, we were both... We both grew up in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. I went to high school in downtown Toronto. Oh, okay. And, like, watching a city change like this Mm -hmm. over your lifetime, it's wild. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Toronto is so... Because I, I, you know, most of my stories and everything is set in Toronto, and I feel like Toronto is just so, like, permanently burned into my psyche because of that, because I went went to high school in downtown Toronto yeah. and high school is when like everything's a matter of life and death right so it's, oh, like, it's like the whole mythology is like really burnt into your brain yeah yeah um, but at that time I went to school at Florence Spadina mm-hmm. and they were putting in the uh, Spadina streetcar tracks so oh okay all, yeah you know there was scaffolding and construction everywhere I mean there's always construction everywhere yeah. but it's like when you're 17 years old and you have like that hold and call field everything is phony <laughs> <laughs> you know sort of you know attitude and you know, the city around you is like reflecting that mood. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really, really does something. Wow, is the whole is that whole area like totally different from when you were in school? Um, pretty much. There are some things that are still the same. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's like another layer of sort of cleanliness and modernity. Oh, of, you know, yeah. Smacked on top of you know the old buildings. And, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you ever get a feeling like? Like that you're missing a piece of yourself that you go back to these areas and everything's changed and or, or enough of it has changed that you don't recognize it anymore. Like I have a whole trunked book about that. Oh really? Yeah. Um, the first novel I actually ever finished no way. was entirely about someone who is the memory of a city and every time they tear down something important, something goes missing in her head. And then you've got all these wizards who like hockey. (laughs) There were a lot of hockey wizards at the time. Nice. I had a scene, like, I had the ghost of Bill Barilko haunting the Maple Leaf Gardens Loblaws. Oh my god. He was wonderful. Um, But the fact, it was very important. Certain things she'd forgotten were very important, and so you had her and all these, like, dirtbag wizards. I should have fixed that up. Yeah, why why is this not out there? Holy crap. Because I I wasn't a good enough writer at the time. Uh, It really wasn't. I think that phrase, dirtbag wizards. Yeah. Yeah, 20-year-old me did not know I was writing dirtbag wizards. (laughs) But the wisdom of age, I'm like, they're dirtbags. Those guys are scum. (laughs) They're amazing. Oh, my God. I should fix that. Please do. Holy crap. But, yeah. No, I feel things kind of go missing in my head sometimes. Like, I lived... I'm living in a similar neighborhood, in a similar stretch of the city to where I was living when I was 20 at U of T. And... That whole neighborhood has, like, I have ghost neighborhoods in my head. Okay. You know, you remember where things were, but it's like these little after images and after images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has anything changed about Ottawa since King of Darkness came out? I mean, a couple things changed while I was writing it. Really? Yeah. For kind of, have you guys read King of Darkness? Evans' book? Just I don't know. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah, so it's set. Uh, well, you can tell this. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's basically an urban fantasy, and it's set, it's set in Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, a couple of minor things changed in it. Like, there's a scene in King of Darkness where two of the characters go and they hang out on Parliament Hill and they're watching what used to be there. There used to be 
uh, what was called the cat condo. There used to be like oh, a yeah. little uh, kind of colony of feral cats. So oh. there was this guy who came and, and for years he fed the cats and they oh, built right. shelters and things for them. Mm-hmm. And it used to be this very charming part of the, the hill and you could go and there were this whole colony of cats. And yeah, be- while I was writing it, and before it, I even found a publisher for it, uh, Stephen Harper's government ripped it out and got rid of it. Um, oh, I didn't know it wasn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they claim they found homes for all the cats, but I'm not entirely no, sure I believe that. Um, Why does Stephen Harper's government hate cats? Well, I mean, they, <laughs> they claimed that it was uh, necessary, like there was a whole renovation of the hill going on, and they said it had to be done. I mean, I. This people was clearly say a lie. Things. Yes, people say things. <laughs> Is it bad that now I'm thinking, okay, now we just slandered Harper and the progressive conservatives? That's fine. He slandered cats. It's fine. Noted. Noted. I like it. <laughs> so I had to make a decision while I was writing the book. Like, am I going to go back and am I going to take this scene out? Because right. by the time it comes out, the cat condo will no longer be there. Right, yeah. And I had the notion that it was set in sort of present day Ottawa. And I eventually decided that I liked the scene enough and I'm going to leave it in. And so, yeah, it fixed it at some point in the not-too-distant past. Yeah. But, yeah, so there were a couple of things. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, just hearing you guys talk about uh, former neighborhoods, I mean, it, 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 it seems to happen all over with the space, that the, yeah. the pace at which we're growing things. Because like, my hometown that I grew up in, it's, like, a little bit north of Toronto. And when I grew up, it was legitimately a small town. It was about 20,000 people. Where? Bolton, Ontario. Bolton. Yeah. There's no reason for anyone to ever go to Bolton. <laughs> I know people from Bolton. Dude, I'm glad that you know yeah. where Bolton is. I yeah. Because like, I'm from Burlington. And I'd never heard of it. No, I would have told I mean, there, There's no reason to. But, I mean, it's nothing like it used to be at all. Like, it now, it, it's, yeah. There, when I go back there to visit my parents now, I mean, it, it, it's changed so much that, yeah, it, it bears no resemblance to what I have in my mind as home. Yeah. Yeah, so that place just doesn't exist anymore. And yeah, it it is especially the first time I realized that that I went back, and it didn't feel like home. I, that was yeah, that was a very kind of dislocating feeling. Yeah, the yeah. Um, the suburb I grew up in. There mm-hmm. are things that when I was three, four years old, I yeah. remember as fields that you would toboggan in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it's not just developed, you know, like houses. It's condos and those like weirdly machined outdoor strip malls yes. that are supposed to look like a neighborhood happened, yeah. but it's like yes. a spaceship dropped a self assembly. <laughs> yes. It's very eerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same. Like Burlington is the same because I can remember growing up uh, it was Highway 5 was like that was as far as you could go in Burlington and it was just the highway and it was fields mm-hmm. and there was nothing there and it was like 80 kilometers an hour with, I think was the speed limit, which I think it still is. But you could just, you know, because my dad Speed limit. You could just tear down that street because there was nobody around. <laughs> yeah. Now it's it's all there's a hospital up there now and there's buildings. But it's like that that whole part of my childhood doesn't exist. It's just gone and it's just you know houses here and houses there and all the fields are gone and like the refinery that I would drive past on my way to grand grandparents' place has been shut for 15 years and like and that's even in just like a suburb that you would think wouldn't change much. Yeah, but uh, great. It's weird, like the because I mean I'm tangentially involved in municipal activism stuff sometimes. Um, Toronto City Hall is a fandom. Oh, really? Yes. It is structured exactly like a fandom. Oh, wow. We have, we we watch our show. (laughs) We watch our stories. Uh, And we write our letters. Oh, man. And we show up, you know, to our conventions, a.k.a. budget committee. Oh, wow. And we go and we talk uh, on our panels, a.k.a. depute to budget committee about why you cannot cut this program. Oh, my God. Um, And some people are big name fans and they get columns in the newspaper, like Matt Elliott. Oh, okay. Uh, But it has the entire social structure thereof. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it's that, that sense of... 
gentrif- all the gentrification discussions always have this caveat of people are like, I want this neighborhood exactly, you know, my, my idea of the base state of a neighborhood is exactly how I found it. Yeah. But there were like 15 neighborhoods before that. Oh, shit. Like, gentrification is a spectrum. Yeah. And so there's these tensions that come up sometimes where it's like, okay, but when did you move here? And what picture of a place do you have in your head? And the pictures are always shifting. Mm. And like, I feel like we had an ongoing conversation about this like 10 years ago or something where a bunch of us were talking about, we were all writing Toronto fiction, mm. but how much overlap was there between our Torontos? Mm. Like there, oh. there was like eight people on this conversation at one point. That would be a cool anthology. It, yeah. Yes. Who wants to edit that? I would edit the hell out of that. Done. But Please, someone done. has to pay me. <laughs> well, obviously, yes. yeah. yeah. Done. I cannot, Leah yes. Okay. <laughs> no, but like there's, it's funny, like reading, you know, especially people's Toronto's backfic, yeah. where we're all living in the same city and some of us in the same neighborhoods, but we're all writing very different cities. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you ever like read one and it's like, this is not the Toronto that I understand or the Toronto um, that I know? Like, I would, you know, not because there's zombies or something, but because it's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the Toronto they That's understand. the Toronto they understand. Is, yeah, it's full of zombies. There is a thriller uh, author, and I'm losing his name, but one of the books is called Boston Cream. It's the second. It's noir detective stuff. Oh, okay. And so that's the one where they go to Boston. But right. he has this middle-aged sort of North York Jewish detective okay. like P.I. Yeah. doing P.I. stuff. Cool. And he's very much doing that thing of and then he drove down the highway in Toronto to the Nis place which was by the way in Toronto like they're really kind of <laughs> laying yeah. it on a bit thick <laughs> for me at least. Yeah, yeah. But I was like okay that dude and I do not actually have overlapping cities. Right. We don't go the same places we don't treat the same places as important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of the Good Brother bits. I was like, yeah, no, that's that's my downtown. Yeah. Like, yeah. with the Eaton Center. Center. That's yeah. Eaton Center Indigo. Yeah. Oh, wait, is Good Brother Center? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually? Yeah. How do I not know this? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I modeled the bookstore on the on the Eaton Center Indigo. Oh, no way. Because I actually... I actually no, I didn't work at that Indigo, but I worked at an Indigo... Um, there used to be one at uh, Scarborough Town Center. Oh, okay. And so I worked there a little bit after, uh, after I finished school. Oh, cool. We totally got on a tangent. Um, what are you working on right now? Oh, um, well, it's fine that you went on a tangent because I'm not working on much right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were just sitting there thinking, please don't ask me. Just, just keep talking about whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not working on much right now because I'm trying to do Inktober. You know, oh, like, nice. I'm trying to do like a, a drawing uh, every day yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the month of October. Awesome. Um, and I'm trying to practice more drawing because I think my next project, I'm going to try to do a graphic novel. Whoa. Cool. Um, so for NaNoWriMo, I think I'm, I'm going to do a graphic novel script. Awesome, um, nice. Because I've always wanted to do a gra- I've always wanted to do a graphic novel, but yeah, I've also yeah. wanted to. I've also always wanted to try to write a screenplay. So Ooh. I'm thinking if I write the script like a screenplay, then maybe I should kind of exercise that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got one like my first comic ever. A little short one is coming out. Shit, December, I think. Um, so by the time this airs, it'll have been out for like five months. But um, it, when I was working on it, Jay Ojek was saying to me that like once you do one, you will you will never stop. And then he kind of like was like you know, so think about this very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, like good life choice. Basically, yeah. And I was like, oh no, it's just a one-off thing, and then I'll go back to prose. And he was right. Oh, <laughs> so you more now? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm collaborating with people, and, oh, and I've got ideas. My head, like, oh, this would be a great like I like an idea for a short story, and then I'm like, oh, this would be a great comic. Fuck, James Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. But anyway, that's really cool. 
the, the, mm-hmm. the graphic novel then. So you're going to do graphic novel then screenplay, you're thinking? Or? Oh, I'm going to write the, the script like a, in like screenplay format. Oh, okay, gotcha. Just, okay. just so I can you know, get some practice doing yeah, that. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, I don't know how long that's going to take because, again, like, I don't have a lot of time during the day to, yeah, to yeah, work. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be years. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's the funny thing there's this constant pressure. It's like everybody always asks, oh, what are you working on? What are you doing now? And, you know, it's like, you should be doing something right now. Like, keep it, <laughs> which I think is bull really like everybody works at their own pace but. well like there's something to be said for like well, we've got the rest of our lives well, exactly yeah like why rush yeah and there's something to be said for fallow periods sometimes absolutely just yeah. gotta grow the brain back yeah that's it and relax mm-hmm. and you know do other stuff mm-hmm. like do different creative stuff or do nothing creative and just mm-hmm. kind of sit back and yeah. yeah, I'm kind of an enforced one of those right now because my laptop that I do everything oh, yeah. on, the battery's cooked, so it's in the <laughs> shop. <laughs> yeah. So, when I thought you got it back? No, it's oh. in the shop right now. Oh shit! I mean, I'll have it back by the time this comes out. But yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. The time references here are meaningless. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, so yeah, I, right now I, I can't do anything mm-hmm. on any of the things I'm working on. So it gives me some time to kind of think about, okay, what do I, what am I actually excited about? Mm. And, and what? So when I get this thing back, hopefully, uh, yeah. I mean, where where do I actually want to put my energy? Yeah. yeah. Is it weird having that sort of like enforced vacation space? It's very weird. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't ready for it when I actually took the, the computer into the, mm-hmm. the shop and gave it to them. I was like, okay, I'm going to walk away from this thing now because it's got like everything on it. Oh, like, God. Like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, was, that was weird. That was weird. But I, yeah, I think uh, even the last couple of days where like I haven't been able to work on anything, so there hasn't been that pressure like, why didn't you write anything today because my computer's not here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Derek would say that you're making excuses. Why are you not writing? <laughs> no, I mean, when Derek, well, no. The good news is Derek will not listen to this. Oh yeah, he does. But if Derek listened to this, he'd be very disappointed. Yeah, Derek doesn't listen to this. He's too busy doing stuff. He's not actually right about everything. And no, he's not. No, and he's really not. Yeah, and, and yeah, I actually feel like we love Derek. To be, we really yeah. do. But yeah, I actually feel like I, I'm with Leah that sometimes taking those. Those follow periods. And like, yeah. <laughs> I just love you. Got this horrified look on your face as we're talking about Derek. So like sometimes you just like you, you're walking along and then you step into something and it's like there's a wrestling ring in progress. <laughs> 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 oh God. He's right about most things. Yeah. But it's like its process is so individual too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like it's we all we all have different weird brains and we oh, just yeah, gotta figure out what works that's it so. yeah yeah I, 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 anybody that says oh no you have to do things this way yeah I like that <laughs> yeah well for me anyway if anything like I, I feel I need to do this graphic novel now yeah um, because I know that drawing and doing the artwork is gonna be it's gonna be like a physical tool yeah sure it's like I'm not getting any younger it's like I don't wanna be you know 65 and like riddled with arthritis and thinking oh damn it I should have done that graphic novel <laughs> you know while I was young <laughs> So, like, for me, I feel like there's... I don't know why we're laughing about that. That's not I, I just like how you lay that out like it's, like, a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's bad, though, because I have so many ideas for for novels that I want to write, but yeah. it's like, no, I have to do this graphic novel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I can. You know. Yeah. And, like, I found it actually... Once you're in a bit, like you've got a few books out, and then it's choosing what's next, it takes on these whole different dimensions. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there's like, yeah, physically, and what do you have time for, and yeah. what you're excited about, but also like, what's a good place professionally to go? Yeah, like there, there's just these added layers of decisioning. Yeah, and especially if you're going to like something like say, long as you're saying the graphic novel is going to be years, right? Like mm-hmm. then that's say one, two years, whatever that that's what you're working on, and it's like okay, that's two years I can't dedicate to this, or like 
you know, if you're just like, okay, I'm going to spend the next year working on a novel, I'm going to do no short fiction, I'm going to do none of this, and that's like, you know, like it's, it's a tough judgment call, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. Every path is simultaneously not a different path. Mm -hmm. and Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's a, that gets a bit, it's fascinating, but it gets a bit heavy sometimes. Yeah, like, like it's scary in a way. Yeah. That got deep. <laughs> well, I was thinking about like what you're saying. You know, if something is two years, like mm -hmm. that's a lot of your life. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still thinking about how I can maybe schedule in. You know, still working on some purpose projects. Yeah, and, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but it's obviously like it's time and energy, and then you know, like at least, at least for me, and, and I don't know how it works for everybody else. It's that that fine line between I can manage this much stuff. And then if I cross that line, I'm spending too much energy. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not eating enough. I'm not yeah. whatever. Or I would not have enough brain space. And Evan's looking because I'm saying this because he knows I do too much. But well, yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> thinking whether or not you've eaten today specifically. I, I have eaten today. We'll talk about we'll talk. <laughs> that was like podcast. a really suspicious look that just happened. Yeah, I, I, I'm not believing this at all, but we'll, we'll follow I, this I, up when we're not recording. All right, all right, fine, okay. I have granola bars in my bag if you, if you need a snack. I am a mom, so I'm always curious. <laughs> what kind of granola bars you piqued my interest? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, Man, we're going to get sponsorships for all kinds of things. We should, yeah, what was the thing yesterday? Uh, uh, some, it was a meditation app. Med yeah, and now we're going to get sponsored thing. by granola bars. Yeah. <laughs> Generic yeah. brand granola bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, all yeah. Of them. Luckily, we don't work for a network, so it's not like we can't say what they are. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I made that a little squish. I have a chocolate chip. No, it's not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna make delay. Yeah. Oh, and peach fruit crumble. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> Brandon is one of the Sorry, only been, people I've ever met. No, that's okay. Thank you. Chocolate. Really? Yeah, like not. Oh, it's not his favorite or something, but like will not eat no, chocolate. Despite okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a coworker who does not. You know, I assume it's not weird. It's kind of weird. okay. It's a little weird. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I find it very bitter. Okay, it's my favorite. That's a drink coffee. Thank you very much, Lane. I, oh, I owe you some sort of beverage later to make up for it. Well, like I said, it's like I always have snacks on me because, well, yeah, yeah. because kid. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I should really have snacks on to feed myself. Like this yes, is basic adulting, really. <laughs> yeah. And peanut safe because my son also has a peanut. Oh, allergy, good. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. That's a whole like my my partner is like deathly allergic to nuts and deathly allergic to seafood, and so it's a whole like I had to worry about that before. But it's like okay, what did I? You know, somebody brings in stuff at work, and it's like oh, you know, is there any nuts in this? Maybe. Mm, I gotta yeah. I gotta brush my teeth afterwards or whatever. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, maybe is never a good answer. Like, no, I don't. Like, no, okay, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, you need to tell me for yeah. sure, otherwise I can't come here. This. It's very exciting. The like un unboxing. Of the <laughs> yeah. You're all watching me. Very. Do we want to split this up a little bit? <laughs> 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 yeah, the, this is fantastic radio. This right? is fantastic. <laughs> 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 it's like ASMR. Okay. Yeah, just make the crunching. Well, yeah, oh, man. To describe the flavors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me take a bite of this. Like uh, the, the bouquet of the granola bar. Oh, yeah. I should have like, done like with wine. Yeah. You should have. <laughs> I should have talked in my mouthful. That's really good. Would you like peach? Nobody's going to be able to understand the thing that I'm saying. No, it's great. <laughs> you, can really taste, you can really taste the peach. That's really good. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hell is our life? <laughs> this is great, Acon. This is wonderful. Um... Would either of you like to describe a meal you had uh, recently that uh, was particularly good <laughs> or particularly bad? Since we're in the culinary portion of our oh man, oh, that made me laugh. Holy shit! 
For lunch, I went across the street to. Uh, I don't know. Are we, are we mentioning like brand names? Oh, sure. Why well, not? Yeah, so the only thing open across the street was a subway. So, so. Right. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so subway always reminds me of when I was working. I'm a web designer. It's my day job. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, that. Yeah. So um, when I was working for a digital agency, whenever I had to work late, which was quite often, yeah, um, I would go get subway because right. you know it was fast to buy and it was fast to eat. You could eat at your desk. And so I, I rarely go there anymore, and mm. because it just it tastes like Photoshop and sadness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not a slogan. Yeah, no. <laughs> they're not going to use that. No. Yeah, I still enjoy it, but it just it just brings back memories of like yeah. sitting sadly at your desk and thinking, yeah. you know, can't go home yet. I work to do. Uh, I'm stuck here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. No, we were in. Sorry, leave <laughs> We were in Montreal last weekend. Oh, cool! For a different oh, for scintillation. Yes. Right? How was that? It was good. There was so much food. Oh, nice. So it was fun. It was. Good. It's just one panel track and one reading track. Mm-hmm. So it's very cozy. Yeah. And it's kind of all the same people just hopping seats. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. there's maybe 200 people there. Maybe. Oh, wow. Um, and it was really smart and really fun. That's cool. And also right in Montreal, Chinatown. Nice. Where all the foods are. Nice. Um, we, had, we, we did a lot of eating of things, and then the things were eaten, and it was nice. That's amazing. So, yeah. We went to um, a Polish restaurant in the old port called Stash. Oh, okay. Which every time I was like, oh, yeah, we went for Polish. Someone would come out with the name of this restaurant. Oh, wow. Um, that was delicious. There is a tea shop across from the Basilica which we go to every time we're in Montreal. Oh, cool. That does, um, like, it is, like, old-school Chinese tea shop, but they also have a tiny vegetarian menu. Oh, cool. So, like, a mango salad and some buns and tofu rolls. So you get a few things. Awesome. And do the nice tea. Yeah. I did not get to Juliette Chocolat, Mm. um, sadly. But it it was, last weekend was just Montreal food. Nice. Top to bottom. And that was, yes, it was wonderful. Scintillate, is it the second year? Joe Walton is the one. Yes. And it's the second year that she's done it? Yeah, it's, she used to do, she did Farthing Party for a couple of years. Oh, okay, yeah. And then there was other stuff going on, and this is the second year for Scintillation. Cool. And I think I think they are doing one next year. Awesome. I feel like that's a yes, but... Cool. Yes. Yeah, I totally, I think I saw some people tweeting about it last weekend, mm-hmm. and I totally forgot it, and I feel terrible, because I was going to like, be like, oh yeah, it's it about, yeah. yeah. But, that's cool. I'm glad it was a good it was fun. Um, it's very much like a like if CanCon is sort of a ReaderCon vibe. Mm-hmm. Scintillation is sort of like a Fourth Street vibe. Okay. Which is um, Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, and some of the Minneapolis people come up, and some of the Boston people oh, cool. come up, and it's 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 a good room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it sounds like a blast. Yeah. So, is Scintillation more YA focused? Or, I can't remember. There was something in Montreal that was more YA. Oh, YA thing? No, no this, it's not. Okay. I'm curious though now, like if there's a YA thing. Okay, no, I thought I remember. I remembered hearing about something. Yeah. Some event in Montreal that was more had more of a YA focus. I'm curious if you if that comes to you at three in the morning. Wake up, call me. That's why you don't call me at three in the morning. But if you sit up and like, yeah, that. But no, it's more. It's that very literary SF mm-hmm. kind of okay. vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't talk about mouthful anymore. <laughs> Sorry, we've now moved, just nodding along. Now moved on to advertising uh, various conventions, yes. which is good. Which What's is the good. best convention you've ever been to besides CanCon? Oh God, for me it's hard because I haven't really been to a lot of conventions. No, it's, it's just been CanCon and like Ad Astra, oh, okay. Toronto, and I went to ReaderCon a few years ago. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, yeah. out of those three, I mean, obviously CanCon is the best one. Yes. but <laughs> I'm not just saying that. Oh, 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 thank you. I appreciate that. Leo, what is your? Oh man, or maybe a top three if that's easy. That's tricky because it's it's such a situational thing. Like, oh, that's a good point. 
Montreal Worldcon 2009 was amazing, but it was amazing because one, I'm in Montreal and get to eat things. Right. Um, two, this was literally two months after I signed with my first agent. Ooh. So like I'm in a place, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of the Canadian authors and fans are there, and all of the Eastern Seaboard people, like literally everybody I knew was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it was that very you walk down the hall and you see people you know for three hours feeling. Mm. But it's not because you're actually a rock star; it's just because all the people you know are geographically there. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like some of my friends were up for Hugo's for the first time that year. It was just there was a lot mm. happening that year. Um, That's very cool. But like I've done ReaderCon pretty faithfully up until 2016. Okay. Um, that's on a bit of hiatus right now, mm-hmm. just because border. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I have done a couple of Wiscons. Mm, I've heard um, very good things about Wiscon. Wiscon is a lot of fun, yeah. but it's also at, like you get a full day of travel. On each side because oh, you have to change yeah. planes at O'Hare. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh god. Mm-hmm. It's it, that that is kind of like this emotional barrier. For yeah. yeah. Um, I have done a couple world fantasies. I have done a nebulas. I'm sorry. I know I'm totally like doing the prevaricating thing about this because I'm like best for <laughs> what? Because it's just they're right. all such different experiences. No, that that's right. Yeah. Because yeah. they're all very different cons, right? Yeah. Like, um, you ever done confusion? I had done, yeah, we did two confusions. They're fun. So much fun. That, yeah. That's my, like, I'm, I'm with you in terms of, like, crossing the border in the States. It, it, like, I, I'm, I haven't done very many American cons mm-hmm. um, in the last few years, but confusions is the one I keep going to because it's, like, it has a very CanCon vibe, I think. Yeah. And it's a smaller con, and, and, and there's so many good people there. Um, and and I, I feel like I want to like, support them and watch them grow. And it's such a good con. Also, like, for a small regional con mm-hmm. in, like, January or February. Yeah. The panel list, like the people who right. come to panel at that con, it's, it's shocking. It's insane. Yes. Like I, uh, the first time I was there, I was on a panel with, with Charlie James, who's here this weekend, mm-hmm. um, and Jim Butcher and uh, Kate Elliott. And I'm like, what am I? First of all, what am I doing here? Like, and then, <laughs> but it's like just these huge names are walking around, and they're all amazing people. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of the Toronto people came down, or by like all across the states and whatnot, and like, yeah, the, the caliber, like the caliber of their programming is exceptional. incredible. Like. like there was the last confusion we went to there was this slightly hungover Sunday morning conversation with like Ted Chang and yeah. someone else about like Taylor Swift lyrics oh <laughs> we're all just like eh. but you know if you read it this way <laughs> but it's like the people who show up at that con yeah. like it says something about yeah, yeah, the yeah. space yeah yeah. That's, yeah and the fact that people keep coming out for it and mm-hmm. like when it's so remote that's cool yeah I, found, I did NorWest Con it was one of my first American cons way, yeah. way back and, and it, it, that was a, an odd vibe because it is a very I don't think I got a clear sense of what Norwest Con is all about. Yeah. But it, it was like it was very relaxed, it was very like very cosplay heavy, it was, it was a lot of stuff. And they had it was the first time I had seen there was a whole track, like a whole subtrack maybe that I wasn't aware of because in, in your um, attendee bag they gave you like these colored um, not chip clips, but like colored uh, the hell? Close ones. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> and I, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I don't know what the hell these are for. And I found it at the end of the con. That it was for to say like how available you are. It was color coded. Seriously? Honest to God. It was like it was like, oh either I'm like I'm off limits or I'm you know open to be approached and I'm like, oh I'm sincerely a little liked by that. I mean yeah, this is also <laughs> so was not, yeah, when I found out when I found out at the end I'm like Oh, oh. Like swing your con or 
something. I'd be like, you know, I don't judge, but I'm like, you know, I've never gone back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that that's what a thing that I think would say to me, maybe this is not my room. That's, yeah. I, 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 I had the same thought. Like, when I found that out afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, I've been walking around with no knowledge of this going on. Yeah. At least you weren't walking around with one of the clothes. Pictures. Well, yeah, what if it, like, like, oh, that's my cousin. Yeah, because that's, that's not my, yeah, I'm saying I'm not, that's not my thing. Yeah, like, not uh, my yeah, it was very bizarre. Huh. Because I, cause I, I try to look at these cons as, like, they're, Professional. Yeah, it's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm. I'm, 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 I'm excited exactly. to get to hang out with friends. But well, it's obviously, like, yeah, but I like I didn't work. Like, yeah, we're working. Yeah. yeah, like if it was like another industry, that's like, and you were given these clothespins, like that's. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like it's. I keep thinking. I guess my go-to question lately has been, okay, if we replaced publishing with like dentistry, yeah, would X mm-hmm. be professional? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if the dentists have, like, sex parties. <laughs> Do we know any dentists that we can ask? We Find us some dentists. We're not going to get angry emails from Norwest Cullen. Yeah. And, uh, and from dentists. Yeah, and from so. dentists. This is going to be great. <laughs> dentists who go to Norwest. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to go. Um, <laughs> we don't mean any ill will towards anybody was a dentist. Who was a dentist. Broadcast from the Wasteland Cares. On the other hand, I think, I don't know, there, maybe there's, there is value in having like some sort of marker that says, like, please don't approach me. I suppose. Yeah. Because I, I, like, yeah, like, yes. like, I would wear that. Yeah, but from like an introvert, extrovert, because you know, everybody has that moment where it's like, okay, I'm on toast, or, or, or I'm just, you know, I, like you're on the shire side, or like, there's a lot of reasons that you might not you know, want people just coming up to you, but, mm-hmm. so I can, I can think that, maybe. Yeah, that was the context that I had heard about it, like a, a system like that for yeah. cons, not in like the hooking up sense, yeah. but just like I'm okay with strangers approaching me, or please don't, or like, yeah. It's a bit like the Brazilian barbecue of like socialization. You're like we that thing, and it's yeah. like yes, more more meat, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yes. to be clear, it's all a system of signals. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, if I can wear a clothespin at a con that gets someone to bring me Brazilian barbecue, <laughs> that's yes. Can we do? Can we have a, a thing for programming where, like, Brandon hasn't eaten, and I'll just, and I'll just, if I haven't eaten yet, I'll put the thing on, and then someone can bring me food. Or someone wheels around a cart. Yeah. Yes. Like on the Hogwarts Express. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you hungry? Are you, do you need food? This person's wearing this tag. Okay, you need food. You need a food. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, that would be great if you could wear a tag saying what kind of food you would like someone to bring in. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But that's like that's basically like fetch quests. Like we yeah. just made a level one RPG town. Oh my god! <laughs> and if you bring me like some dim sum, I will give you five hundred XP. And then we need some, we need something to hand out to the people. Yeah. Well, I would just I would just carry something. No, we we just reserve some of the pitch session slots. Perfect. So if you bring food, okay, you got to pitch. Yeah, you, oh, you got to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want you want to be Lee Harris? Seriously, <laughs> shadow economy. <laughs> oh, this way you brought me. You brought me the lamb tikka. You're in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh shoot! Tikka. What can I get for that granola bar? Mm. What do you mean? <laughs> Let me turn this off. What would you like? <laughs> <laughs> We see that the fog has turned out to just be fog, and we're resolving to spend more time outside the bunker. 
We had a wonderful time talking with our fellow survivors today, so thank you to Leah and Elaine for joining us here in our underground safe haven. We'd also like to thank fellow survivor Chris Kesner for providing our intro and outro music, and thank you as well to all you survivors out there for joining us for our conversation today. Stay safe, keep your foghorn going, and we'll look forward to reaching you again with our next broadcast from the Wasteland.